it's Sarah Davenport from The Hoist here. We're about to tap into a really insightful interview with drill rap slash rock artist Slowjack to chat about his deluxe version of Backstab, taking his music to a global level and becoming a voice for the voiceless. We're going to tap into topics that shaped Jack's music, including domestic violence and violent behaviours. So if you need to tap out, no worries. And for support, please contact Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 or the National Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Counselling Service on 1800 Respect. In the meantime, enjoy this chat with Slow Jack for The Hoist. I am joined by an artist who has had one hell of a 2023. Almost a year after the release of his album Backstab, he has come back stronger with a deluxe version, including the new single Beast Mode. He's taking not only Australia, but the States by storm with recent LA shows and a super fresh Interscope signing. Making gritty, punchy alt rap, Slow Jack is a voice for the voiceless and is jumping on the hoist right now to catch us up on all things Slow Jack. Great to have you on. Hello. Hi, how you going? Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on we're big fans of you here at the hoist especially I feel like over the past year I've sort of like found more of your stuff and gone really into it it's been a really big year for you what's happened since the release of Backstab until now the deluxe version what's been going on in your world oh it's just been hectic um I'm in Los Angeles right now just getting busy um Aussies in America it's always a bit of fun um but yeah (laughs) been getting busy just making records um just you know I just dropped a my album backstab deluxe as you said but um you know never going to stop making records so we're just jumping straight back in making more music um yes just signed the interscope um really awesome shout all them um yeah we're just getting busy it's really heating up now you know like it's 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 all fun and games when you're an indie artist and you're just starting out one year in and but once you get signed to majors it's it's you know all gas no breaks you're gonna really go and got a bunch of shows just done some bunch of shows got a lot of cool stuff coming up but yeah man just been uh really just going crazy gung-ho yeah, yeah it seems like it it feels like it's really been a whirlwind of sorts um and yeah so you've released this deluxe edition of backstab and i guess i want to know um why choosing like a deluxe version when it could have been like an ep or it could have been like a string of singles you've chosen to like extend on the backstab project mm-hmm. what's the reason behind that yeah, so the the encapsulating theme of the the whole record and the whole saga that I've been finishing up this year, um, the backstab saga as I call it, um, including the the original album and this one, the deluxe version. Um, yeah, these this encapsulates like my whole journey as like a human being and just developing as a person. You're know, going from an addict and a and a bad person and a and a dysfunctional member of society and and being out and just not knowing where to go being lost and going to a point where I am now where I'm I feel like I'm found and I feel like I found my purpose um I feel like you know I could have you know like you said I could have done an EP and 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 done a separate project but I feel like you know that the work wasn't done the work wasn't complete on that last record I felt like there was still a story left to be told I felt like the original record um that dropped in September last year was all about the downsides of you know self-sabotage and addiction and things like that and i feel like now that i've grown a lot and i've learned a lot um you know i want to i want to embellish on that and really tie the ribbon on the whole saga and go well yeah like half the record's about um you know the struggles of being lost and and dysfunctional but i want to finish off this record explaining development yeah and showing what it's like showing what it's like to improve as a person and that's where this new record comes in 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it, you can really sense that as well in some of the tracks. I know Two Words is one that came out a couple months ago now that I've just had on rotation ever since. And it's almost like a little theme song for you, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Behind Two Words. What's the story behind it, you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the story behind that one is, yeah, because like like you said, it's like a theme song. Because I always grew up, I grew up watching like a lot of WWE. Yeah. I'm a big like H fan and I've always kind of like, this may sound vain or whatever, but I don't know. I love it. I've always wanted to be, have my own theme song. Cause as a kid, yeah. I wanted to be a wrestler. So I always want to have my own theme song. <laughs> and so what better way than to make your own. Right. But this, yeah, this song, it's not just that. That was the, that was the, the novelty of it for me, but the song with two words, it's, it's kind of like my, uh, me drawing my line in the stand, sand, playing my flag into the ground, saying, look, man, my name's Slow Jack. The two words are Slow Jack. This is what I'm all about. This is my mission. This is what I've been through. And this is what I'm going to provide. So it's basically me saying, I'm Slow Jack. I'm here for the youth. I've always yeah. wanted to make music that represents the kids, the lost kids who don't really have a chance. And this is the song that describes that entire ethos of my you know, experience. Yeah. Yeah, you can really sense it. And I think it's really interesting, as you said, sort of having this deluxe version where there's a lot of like tracks in the initial version of Backstab um, where it's sort of like more navigating that and then being able to like come back and come back stronger and be like, look, there's like a element of like growth and everything that comes through. Uh, but you yeah. were also mentioning just then that it's, it's sort of like an anthem and a track, the whole concept of the ethos of slow jack really is like it's a voice for the voiceless and for younger kids who may yeah be going through some stuff how was music what was your relationship with music growing up yeah so uh, as a kid you know I had a interesting childhood I wouldn't say it was the worst childhood of all time but it certainly wasn't the best you know like I grew up you know I was like uh, the the classic case study of like suburban child child abuse and neglect so like the, it's a common thing these days you know a lot of you know, young, young parents having kids and they don't get treated right. Right. And like, so my, my dad and mom split up when I was really young and my dad wasn't allowed to see us kids. He was kind of pushed out of the family. Um, and my mom was a, had a lot of problems with mental health and, and addiction of her own and uh, illness, you know, physical illness and things like that. So I grew up um, surrounded by a lot of fear, uh, physical abuse, um, things like that. And I grew up quite quite the victim right so I grew up like facing a lot of trials and tribulations within my own home and at school you know um I had a really hard time making friends I was always a bit bit of an outcast at school never really had any mates at school or anything like that and and when I was about 11 I discovered Skrillex's music and hardcore electronic because it was when he dropped that record Scary Monsters Nice Sprites um and that was like when dubstep was mainstream for a couple of years and um I remember discovering that going fuck that's cool and they're going like, I want to make music like that. How do I make music like that? So I'm just like looking up online and that's where I found my purpose. And, and the, the music for me, you know, like after all that, after getting abused, after getting neglected, after getting pulled out of school at 15, kicked out of home at 15, you know, the music for me all through up until now as well, like is no matter what happens, no matter all of that, the music is mine and no one can take that away from me. And that's what the power of music is. It's like, it's agency. It's like, you can take away someone's freedoms. You can take away someone's will. You can take away whatever. You can take away their freedoms or anything, but you can't take away personal agency and the mind. So that's the, that's the beauty of music for me. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine it. I mean, even I think everyone will be able to relate in some circumstance that music is such an outlet for self-expression and 
just to help process things as well I know like I personally don't play anything but like finding music from people who like were going through the same sort of thing yeah. was everything to me um yeah. so I can imagine being able to like create as well as it's like next level through everything yeah. um you, yeah. you mentioned Skrillex as an inspiration but what else was young Jack listening to I was listening to, so in the days I did get to see my dad, we listened to a lot of rock music. So I was a big rock guy. Grew up, started off like ACDC and things like that. But as I got a little bit early into my teens, I got into uh, like a lot of grunge music and uh, big grunge fan. So love post-grunge, like all of that. The whole the whole 80s, 90s rock and roll movements were like huge for me. So grunge and you've got, you know, metal and you've even got like, you know, rap rock, things like that. But like I listened to a lot of Silverchair and Silverchair was a huge band for me because as we all know, they're from Australia and they're like the classic example of a grassroots movement that proved that anyone can really make it music. And so that was huge for me as a kid because I always wanted to be a musician. So seeing a band that makes the coolest fucking music ever, like making grunge, that's, you know, it's up there with Pearl Jam and 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 it's heartfelt like Nirvana. And then you, and you see them, they're just a bunch of kids and yeah. they're doing their thing. 15 when they wrote the original records on Frog Stomp. So like music like that, listen to a lot of Pearl Jam, uh, Soundgarden, all kinds of bands. But yeah, rock and roll was a huge influence for me. Yeah, it's really cool to see those two elements sort of come together it's like you obviously would expect like there to be a crossover with like rap and rock but then even like the sort of harder like Skrillex the harder dubstep that sort of thing seeing it all come together in this project is really exciting and evidently like the lyrics and the content behind it is like what makes it you know um I want to tap into now some more tracks from the deluxe version of Backstab uh Rigor Mortis is one that I really enjoy and it's sort of about the struggle of like losing yourself in the quest for social acceptance is that right yeah that's correct that's the one yeah can you tell me more about that I think it's something we all relate to but like what drew you to like write a track sort yeah. of about that yeah so like like I said earlier like I had a hard time fitting as a kid and, and I think um something that a lot of people who you know felt lonely as a kid and during their childhood and during their adulthood if like it's like a pass on from that like I feel like the the this the fear of rejection is huge um that you get like it's like an early if, if you if that that said to me early when I was a young boy that you know that I have a risk of being rejected at all times because I was like so so I was a I was a heavy reject as a kid so and and that passed on to my early adulthood to where like I've got a fear of rejection and I feel like if you have a fear of rejection you tend to resent parts of yourself that you feel like are the reason you're getting rejected maybe it's the fact you're outgoing maybe it's the way that you're a bit aloof this and that but there are parts of you that you want to change in in order to fit in and basically the the crux of the story is that you know sometimes you change so much to be accepted and to fit in with others whether that's your friend group whether that's work whether that's changing who you are to fit in with you know maybe the sexuality or whoever whatever you are you know whatever it can it can it can be all kinds of things but for me it was my personality and who I am and so my personality, I changed so much. And there was this point where I'm like, I can't even remember who I really was. Who am I really? Like, who yeah. is the true me? And so I lost who I was in the pursuit of being liked by others. And then I originally came up with the idea of that song based off that experience of like, wow, I feel completely lost. Might as well be not me anymore. Might as well be, you know, might as well be dead, you know, because in the in the phase of rigor mortis, when you're not you anymore, you just meet, you know? So it's like, it's that's yeah where it comes in but yeah it's about you know losing yourself and, and trying to be accepted by others and things 
Yeah, I think it's like, again, it's something that everyone would be able to relate to in one way or another. I think um, it's so easy in like this sort of stage to like lose yourself and then have to refind it because you're like tied to, you know, tied to friends, tied to school, tied to whatever it might be. And then coming out of those environments, you sort of have to redefine your own sense of self, which can be, it can be tricky. But I feel like in this record, you can really see that happen for you, which is yes. really exciting. I'll tap into some more tracks in just a moment. But before we do, you did mention at the top that you are in Los Angeles at the moment. How has that been for you? Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, enjoying it. It's nice and warm here. I'm not a huge fan of the warm weather. Like it's a hot take, but I like, I, I kind of like the cold weather. Yeah. Always been a big, like, I like layering clothes and hanging out and drinking hot chocolate and stuff, but like the warm's nice. It's been nice and hot, 30 degrees every day here, but yeah, it's been busy. I feel like it's, it's necessary for me, you know, to be up here. Um, I miss my girlfriend a lot. Got a, be got a beautiful girlfriend back home and I miss her a lot. I miss my family, but, um, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm here, you know, just working hard and it's great to be here. I'm lucky to be up here. I feel like, you know, 60 years ago, people weren't able to travel at all that easy, you know, cost their whole life savings to get anywhere or even go further back and you had to travel by a boat. And nowadays you can save up a bit of money and travel and people yeah. fly you up if you do a certain thing. So I'm just glad I get to come up here and do my thing. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, it's super cool. Obviously, is it your first time over in the States? No, nah, I've been here a lot of times, yeah. Okay, cool. It's cool a, couple, like, a few times this year. Yeah, it's cool that you get to go there, like, in the name of creativity and then in the name mm. of Slow Jack and everything is really exciting. I saw online yeah. that you've done a few LA shows recently. Um, how is performing to an LA crowd? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It depends on the LA crowd because, like, you know, we all know that LA is such a hub for business and music business and things like that. So you're going to get two types of crowds. You're going to get the hardcore music fans, the Cali, the Cali natives, the ones yeah. that grew up in the Cali scene that love rock, that love hip hop, that love all that, and they'll come out to play. And then you've got the business people. So you'll go to some shows and they'll be super lively and you've got the, you know, the the young, like, hip people, like, jumping around, doing their thing, you know, young people yeah. stuff. And then, then you've got the other shows where it's like, oh, it's a show – that's more for showcasing your talent. So yeah. you go and there's a bunch of stiff people, stiff as a board, <laughs> saying, let's see what you got, kid, you know? And then you see more people that could be your dad. Then yeah. you know? <laughs> and then you're like, but it's cool though. I like I like the juxt I like the juxtaposition and like the the difference. I feel like if a good artist can adapt to any situation. So and um I pride myself on being a good performer. So when I play, I love to just act like the crowd's jumping regardless. Even if it's like a business crowd and there's hardly anyone that's there to move. I make a move because I do my exactly. thing, and that's a good sign. Yeah. That shows that you yeah. like know what you're doing. So we yeah, love. Yeah, no. Um, is there obviously there's like the juxtaposition of like the business crowd versus like the music fan crowd. Um, but have you yep. found the experience of I guess being a musician and being in the states different to your relationship with the music in Australia? Yeah. Um, Australia's Australian music has been good to me like and things like that um but I've I grew up I grew up in the country so I didn't really grow up in the music industry in the city um I've only I only lived in Melbourne for a year and that was to go to uni before I dropped out um but but um 
Yeah, like when I was um, in the country, I didn't really get much support in music because obviously it's hard to support someone who lives in, in Bendigo in the bush. So I was like, you know, I don't really, I'm not too familiar with Australian music. So it's, it's an interesting question because, you know, coming to America, this is my real first taste of real music industry. And yeah. there obviously I've gotten, I'm well acquainted with the Australian music industry now with the Triple J and things like that. And they're all super nice and they're supportive now. But yeah, like before, like I was just, so fresh and i've just been picked up and scooped up and taken over to la and now i'm like oh fuck, I, i've never even got to experience australian music industry yeah, so you really jumped I'm pretty lucky but yeah i'm sure i'll experience it soon <laughs> has it been like an overwhelming experience i guess like the whole slow jack movement movement project has moved really fast um have has it been like how's it been for you yeah, it's been good. Um, it's, uh, you know, like, yeah, for, for some people it might be like a bit overwhelming, but I feel like I've been ready for this all my life. Like, it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. I've always just wanted to be an artist and and I'll do whatever it takes to make my career work and to get my message out there. Because like, at the end of the day, like I care about more about my message than anything else. And, and when I see someone saying all right you're gonna to have to travel over here three times a year say goodbye to your family and you're gonna come over here and work really hard for six months straight and be yeah. like all right let's do it because this yeah. message needs to be heard by as many people as possible because the way i look at it like you know if slow jack fails and we've doomed humanity because i feel like i've got a story to tell and and that's that's what matters and i feel like we need more artists from australia coming out and, and working hard in the states and really getting our putting our flag in the ground because Australian music's great and I feel like Australia has so much talent and I feel like we just need artists to step up and go all right we're going to travel the world and make it work because the, the only problem with Australia is we're so far away so we're going to have to do these kinds of things so we need the dedication you know so it's been overwhelming but nothing I can't handle yeah nothing you can't handle I feel like is exactly sort of how I've been able to perceive it um and interesting that you were saying that like if the project like ends then you've like failed humanity because I've literally got here that it makes sense that it like translates well overseas because it's like a universal message in yes um, I mean we all go yeah. through sorry it's something that everyone can relate to yeah no yeah because I'll tell you a funny story I was uh when I got signed to Indoscope I went to the office and I met the chairman of Indoscope John Janik and he uh he was super interested in the Slowjack project and he wanted to meet me. And I remember uh, went in there and I told him that I said, if Slowjack fails, we fail humanity. He, he loved it. Cause it's just such yeah. a, it's a true thing. Like music, like if you think you got a story to tell and you feel like you got to share a message and you think you've got something that will, you know, help a generation of children and, and kids and young men and young women, like you got to do it. You got to do whatever it takes. Cause if you believe, you know, enough, you know, it's going to happen. You just got to, you just got to have that will and there's a way, you know? Yeah. When there's a will, there's a way. Um, totally. And also on the Interscope signing, first of all, congratulations. So Thank exciting. you. Thank you. Uh, second of all, it like for those who aren't familiar, Interscope has the likes of Billie Eilish, Imagine Dragons, Olivia Rodrigo, Playboy Cardi, Kendrick Lamar. list goes on on the Interscope record signing. How does it feel adding Slow Jack to that list? Yeah, it feels good. Um, you know, like still a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, major labels are great and, and I love Interscope and I appreciate them. I've always looked up to Interscope, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, rap. So Eminem and Dr. Dre. So Aftermath, you know, that was under Interscope. And I've always been a big fan of like studying the industry side of things and, and, um, and all the people there are super nice to me. And I'm just, it's just a pleasure to be on there, you know? Um, but yeah, there's still so much work to be done. You know, a label is only as useful as how hard the artist is willing to work. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm here to work and, but it's great to, you know, be an Australian reppin', you know, I love it. Um, just I, I i'm a huge like 
proponent of representing where you're from and who who who's looked after you and so i'm just i'm just excited aussie music's breaking into the majors and doing things like that because we see people like kid the roy and tame impala and stuff doing that but we we need more we got so much talent you know so i'm just i'm happy we're we're breaking in and doing our thing it's great yeah i mean it's so exciting to see yeah australian music on an international scale we at the hoist love local music so it's like literally our dream yeah. always um but it's just yeah really cool to see you doing stuff like succeeding over here but also over there at the very same time I was watching footage of some of your LA shows that you did pretty recently um and I saw footage of you performing Beast Mode which is one of the newer tracks from the deluxe yes. edition of Backstab. Yes. I feel like that track is sort of like your magnum opus. It's sort of like the pinnacle of Slow Jack to me. Can you run wow. us through the track? Sorry, what'd you say? Run us like through the track? Yeah, run through the track. Yeah, so the, the song's, uh, so the song's a, a message that I'm super passionate about, you know, because I feel like um, the song, for starters, the song, the message about the song is, is uh, toxic masculinity and the traits that come with being a a man that hasn't been taught the right ways to be a man. Cause I feel like there's a big problem these days. And there always has been with men who feel like they're going to be macho. They're going to be this, they're going to be at, they're going to be angry and anger equals manly and tough equals manly. Don't cry this and that beast mode is partly about that. Partly about the fact that young boys have issues and they need to work them out. And it's, it's the part of being a man is being honest with yourself and going, do I have a problem? Do I have a problem with addiction? Do I have a problem with anger? Do I have a problem with the way I treat others? And do I need a change? And the song, one of the lines is, if I could rise up and nothing would be the same. And it's about, you know, being, being strong and looking at yourself and going, I'm going to be the best man I can be and look after my, look after my, my, my sister, go look after my mother, go look after the women in my life and the other men in my life. Set a good example. And that's what the song is mostly about. But the song, I also wrote it in a way that can inspire everybody because I don't want to have an all, all boys club listen to me. So I'm like, I, I wrote this song in a way that can inspire anybody to self-improve. So regardless of who you are and, and what you do and what you look like or whatever, it's about you know getting off drugs, getting off bad habits, getting out of bad cycles and improving. And that's what it's about. And I feel like that's why it's sticky. It's it, yeah. it fits because it's a good, it's a good message for the youth because there's so much, um, so much of that going on these days. I don't think kids understand that, you know, like you gotta, you gotta try and self-improve. You're not, it's not going to work out for you if you don't, you know, make the, make the work, you know? Yeah. I find it really interesting that you sort of had it initially with the idea of toxic masculinity in mind, but it can apply to like, anyone like that's going through something or needs to like you know kick that bad habit or whatever it is I think yeah. that's like the key to the slow jack sort of mantra does that make sense yeah no I agree yeah because like like you know I'm I'm obviously like a dude so I'm just going to speak I'm going to speak what I've learned as a young guy so I've learned that you know that you know if, if I've been through you know I've had problems with myself and I wasn't the best man I could be and I've treated people poorly in the past and I'm like that's not what a real man is a real man's a rock steady and he's he's accepting and he's nice he's a good person and that's all you want to be in this world so it's like and that message is is transcendent of any gender or or sex or anything because it's just it can it matters to everybody but it's encapsulated in, a, in an essence that can that can affect the young boys but it can inspire anybody yeah, absolutely. And I think inspire, it does. Um, thank you so much, Jack, Slow Jack, for jumping on your deluxe version of 
Backstab is out now. Beast Mode is one of the feature single from it. So get around it. Get around Slow Jack. Thank you so much for jumping on the hoist. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. You just heard Slow Jack for the hoist. If this interview has raised any issues for you, support is available. Please contact Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 or the National Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Counselling Service on 1800 RESPECT.